Pop Cult X episode 136 with your hosts, Gabriel and Danny, uh, with you, uh, with all the pop culture news uh, from a Gen X perspective. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, what's up, Danny? How's it going? Going good. Um, how about yourself? Doing pretty good. Uh, just kind of chugging along in 2024. <laughs> just keep, keep, keep going. <laughs> That's true. Just the ball keeps moving forward. Um, the award season keeps moving forward, and it's we went through already two awards since our last episode. Yeah, so, it, it, I, it was kind of crazy. Like before, you knew it. Golden Globes and the Emmys just kind of happened. Like it just was super fast. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't it, expecting them to be happening, and then all of a sudden, right? They were. I think I saw something about the Emmys were supposed to be at the end of last year, but because of the writers' strike, they had to push oh. it back or writers and screen actors guild strike and they had to push it back but hey we got them two sundays in a row right so and there was i did not Uh, i i don't get regular tv or cable tv so i did not watch them i did see highlights um i saw that beef one pretty big at the emmys the bear one pretty big which i guess i have to watch that and um, another show, which we'll get into a little bit, that I have been binge watching relentlessly. Succession also won pretty big, so yeah, um, those were the big winners. It was good to see that for the Emmys. I saw that um, Lily Gladstone won for the, the Golden Globe, and mm-hmm. it was like the first Indigenous woman to win a Golden Globe for Best Actress. Yeah, so I thought yeah. that was a pretty neat highlight. Uh, 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 historical moment and i think ali wong was the first asian woman to win as well oh okay cool for yeah, um the the Emmy, so that's yeah that's really cool i mean um did you finish watching that show b so i can't get into it <laughs> i'm not the biggest fan of ali wong um but I mean, it has to be good. I mean, you can't have that much critical acclaim with it not being good. So it's definitely on my list of things that I have to watch. Uh, just the premise itself just kind of aggravates me. Um, and <laughs> like seeing the first episode, like the first like 30 minutes, I was like, I don't want this level of aggravation in my life if I don't have to like, I deal with it in real life. I don't want to deal with it in like on my TV. Um, but it's supposedly really good. So I kind of have to watch it. Yeah, it, it 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 I watched it. It was almost the right word for it. Interesting. It was um it definitely did hit that aggravation nail that you're talking about. Yeah. Especially because you're like, why are you doing that? Why don't you just, you know, so it gets you invested in their lives and that you don't want to see them screw it up even more than they already are. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, both Stephen Young and Ali Wong did a terrific job and you were rooting for them, but also wanting to see them, you know, lose is it weird. It's a weird um, feeling for that show, but it was really good. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, controversy aside from it and the actor comedian who stirred up stuff with some of his comments, but um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, the other show that I guess I need to be watching is The Bear. Mm. Uh, that one, <laughs> I think it's on season two, but it's yeah. just a whole ton of awards. Um, seeing little clips of it, I don't know. It just it kind of reminds me of like 
you just when you because there's a lot of yelling and screaming in the kitchen and like it, it reminds me when you go to like a friend's house who like the couple are like about to get into a divorce and they're just yelling and screaming in their kitchen <laughs> and, and you're just sitting there like ugh, i have to get through this night that's mm. what it is like triggering me into remembering or reminding me of um so it's like again it's like is that something that like i really want to subject myself to like is it really funny i mean because it's a comedy right like so is it that's what supposedly i think it's supposed to be a comedy oh okay i mean it's i just heard like you mentioned like you just said that people are like i don't want to watch that i want to go to watch tv for an escape right, right? i don't want to see this intensity this um aggravation in a way this um feeling of you know like you said watching this and people yelling and caught in that moment and it's like I just want to relax and enjoy TV and escape from maybe that's my reality. Yeah. But I um, good things. Any upsets that of the Emmys that you were surprised someone didn't win that you thought was going to win? Um, no, because I didn't even know who was nominated. Yeah. So I just saw the winners and the, and I was happy for them. Like I saw like um Kieran Culkin won mm -hmm. for succession, Snare Snook, I think that's her name, won for succession. And um I was like, I can see that. Kieran Culkin is absolutely brilliant in Succession. He makes me crack up. I've been binge watching that. Um, I'm on season three now. I think in the middle of season three. I just started it like maybe last week. Yeah. So it's it's really good writing, really good acting. And yeah, just I'm so happy that Kieran Culkin won the Emmy for that because it's just fantastic. He also won the Golden Globe, too. Yeah. Yeah, is it over? Are they is the show over? Yes, yeah, season four was the final season. Okay, and so what, what's the premise? I'm not even like that familiar with it. So basically, it's a media conglomerate. Think like Fox News or something of that ilk, or that's just one division of it. It's a media conglomerate owned by a family, uh, the Roy family, and um, they own the. TV news network, they own cruise lines, they own theme parks, and it's oh. all under this one umbrella of um Waystar. And basically, the patriarch Logan Roy, and that gentleman does a fine job. I forgive me, I don't remember his name, but he does an absolute job of making you want to hate him, but also at the same time, making you kind of feel sorry for him in a way. So he does a great job of that but basically he's the patriarch the older man the ceo and he has some health issues and then the kids are fighting to, to take his place mm. and it's it's and the whole family dynamic is just cringy it's very creepy in a way and it's very makes you just say wow that family's just messed up but it's it's done in a way that it's just it just hooked me in i don't know why it just the writing is great. The acting is great. And it's if you haven't started it, I recommend it. Yeah, I definitely need to check it out then. Um, it mm -hmm. sounds really good. Yeah. yeah, it is really good. It's 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 that level of intensity where you can escape into it yeah. and not just be overwhelmed by it. Nice. Well, in, in that same line of people fighting to try to get their way to the top, uh, I've been watching a show called The Traders, mm. uh, which is really, really good. It's 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 season uh, two. So if you haven't seen it, there are two seasons already out. It's hosted by Alan Cumming, who's a famous actor. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and uh, he basically, they collect a group of, in this case, um, reality show stars. So you have people like Johnny Bananas from MTV's The Challenge, CT. Um, you ha have Real Housewives. So you have like Tamra, Phaedra. Um, you have uh, Peppermint, who's like a trans activist from RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, you have Maxim Chermoski from Dancing with the Stars. So you have like a whole like just it runs a gamut of like reality stars. There's like a famous boxer. Uh, Michael Jordan's son is on it. Um, so a whole bunch of people. And the whole premise is that they put the group of people in this house, this castle, and they're called the faithful. So they're like people that you're supposed to trust. They're, you're working to get them. Then Alan Cumming picks like three to four people to be the traitors or sort of like the moles within that group. And one by one, the traders kill off people in that group of the faithful and the faithfuls have to decide who the traders are. Um, so every week someone dies, the, the faithful tries to decide who the traders are by voting up someone. If they vote someone who's not the trader, they still go home. So, so far of of season two, they've been oh, okay. successful and they've gotten rid of some people. Um, so one of the people, not to spoil anything, but this was like episode two. Uh, they voted Peppermint out. They thought that she was a traitor and she wasn't. She was part of the faithful. So before they leave, they get that that reality star to say, like, are you a traitor? Are you faithful? Mm -hmm. They give a little you know speech about you know, oh, you guys are idiots. I'm a faithful. No, you're, you got it right. I'm a traitor. Um, and so it's really interesting. It's really fun because um, they have, then they have little challenges. So they have challenges along mm -hmm. the way to win money, to add money to this pot of money uh, at the very end, either the traders are going to win or the faithful will win and they split the money up. So um, it's really interesting. It's really fun. Um it's just I, I'm a big fan of reality shows. So it's sort of like when you saw the Saturday morning cartoon when like all of the <laughs> cartoons came together. Yeah, um that's kind of crossovers. What it, yeah, like it's like a big crossover of like MTV the Challenge, Real Housewives, Dancing with the Stars. Um, so it's fun to see, you know, Big Brother, Survivor, all these different people that you watch come together and compete in this totally new style of of show. So it's really fun. Now you said it's season two, so so the cast is different. I'm assuming than season one. Yeah, the cast is always different. The only one that stays the same is the host, Ellen Cumming. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I I saw uh, some of season one. It was interesting. It reminded me of a video game um, called Amongst Us, where it's similar concept, where it's a multiplayer game, and you have to decide who like the traitor or murderer is before you end up killing all of you. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a not to be confused with the other show I think I saw on Netflix called The Trust, mm. where it's like they have to similar. There's like a big pot of money. They're all about to get it if they make it through the end of the season or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really cool show. Um, uh, they I think they closed it up for like regular people to be on it because now it's just reality stars. Uh, okay. But it's definitely like the kind of show that I would love to be on because I think that. I, one, I would be really good at either being a trader or I would be really good at sniffing out the trader and finding out who they are. Um, that's part of the fun is like seeing them try to guess who the trader is and then being like completely off. And, um, you know, you're you're like yelling at the screen like, oh, how can you be so dumb? Like they're <laughs> right there in front of your face. So uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a fun game show. Very cool. Very cool. 
Um, any other shows or movies that you've partaked in since we've last spoken? Uh, yeah, I was also watching this new show with uh, Jason Momoa on HBO Max. Um, I want to say that it's called The Roamers. Let me take a look. Um, and, and it's basically a documentary about him, like, roaming the country. Oh, the- yeah. On the roam or on the something. I, I saw the trailer for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let, let me look it up here so we can get the name of it. Um, on the roam. So it's Jason Momoa on the roam. Uh, season one. There's only uh, two. um two episodes out so far so basically jason momoa travels across the country to meet extraordinary individuals blazing their own path the first one they uh go to or talk about uh, these old motorcycles from like the 1920s and wow. they rebuild one and then the culmination is this group of friends who they call themselves um i think the roamers um they race up this hill in these old motorcycles and um it's just about kind of them bonding and building a relationship on their shared common interest of these old harley davidsons mm-hmm. um a really cool episode um jason momoa i think is really a fun character to kind of watch because he's so over the top and so charismatic um the second episode which i'm really excited to see he um he's also a photographer which i wasn't aware of and he is uh, meeting up with one of his like mentors and one of his friends who is also uh, a well-renowned uh, photographer. And they kind of go over, you know, shooting and uh, painting with light and et cetera. And so I'm really excited okay. to watch that one. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I saw the like trailer clip of it and I saw him holding a camera, taking a picture and I was, and I was like, wow, is he a photographer or what? And or did someone like just give him a camera and say, hey, look at this, take this picture or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a uh, and uh, he actually directed or co-directed the series itself, too. Oh, okay. um, it's really well shot. Like there's some really cool, like cinematic uh, looking shots throughout the documentary that are just really beautiful to look at and um you can tell that he has a real like good eye as far as being able to um create these really unique and beautiful images um especially when he's dedicating it to uh his hobby which is you know motorcycles and something that he's really passionate about so um i'm really excited to kind of see it it's very similar to um, the one that they had with Ewan McGregor on Apple Plus, where he kind of travels South America and, and Mexico mm-hmm. um, on a motorcycle. And um, except that this one, I think the way that it differs is that Jason Momoa has like pre-existing relationships with this with these group of people. And he's kind of just revisiting, you know, people that he's friends with. Um, but it's it's an interesting show. Yeah, that sounds it sounds really cool. I mean, I like I said, I saw the trailer and it looks interesting. I'll, I'll give it a watch. I almost said the uh, the Apple Plus show with um, Obi Wan Kenobi instead of Ewan McGregor. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, the show with Obi Wan, yeah, yeah. I guess that's what he's known for now, right? I, I'm I didn't watch any of the Star Wars films, but uh, I still think of him as like the guy from Train Spotting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he said such a robust career i mean i mean when you you, okay you said train spotting i mean i think yes obi-wan but i also think um for me when i think of ewan mcgregor i think dr sleep yeah for whatever reason that's the first one that pops into my head when i think of him as an actor maybe because his name is danny in it i don't know 
<laughs> um, I'm such a big fan of his, like going back so far, like Shallow Grave was a really good movie um, with him in it. I think that's like one of his first uh, films that he made. Okay. Uh, and with Danny Boyle, uh, the director of Train Spotting. Train Spotting mm-hmm. one of like my favorite films. Um, he's obviously the lead in that film. Um, and then you have him in like Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. He was in that. He played the villain. He was pretty good in that as well. Um, he's he's a prolific actor. Yeah, he's been in a lot of really good stuff. Yeah, he is really good. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Have you been watching anything else or? Uh, well, besides Succession, I did watch um, the latest Transformers movie, oh, nice. Rise of the Beasts. It it was really cool. I enjoyed it, and it's set in like the early nineties. So I, right there, that's like you know our wheelhouse of time eras, I guess. And yeah. so I thought that was really cool. Um, it was it was really also really cool to see that Anthony Ramos was like the lead character. Yeah. Him and um uh actress named Dominique Fishback were like the two leads. So it was two people of color in the lead roles in the Transformers film. So that was really cool to see because of, if you think to the back to all the other Transformer films, it was like Shia LaBeouf and Mark Wahlberg as the leads. So it was like really cool to see that diversity in the um Transformer universe. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you are you gonna watch the film. Probably not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's been out long enough, I think I could say. So toward the end of the film, um, uh, Anthony Ramos' character meets, goes, he's trying to get a job. He has an interview uh, at the very end and the guy gives him his card and basically he flips the card over and it's like the G.I. Joe symbol. Oh, wow. So I thought that was really cool that they're bringing that in because I know in the comic books, they're creating the Energon universe, which is transformers gi joe all in the same shared world yeah so it's really cool i didn't know i don't know if they planned that in conjunction with the comic books i don't know the his the connection between the two but it was really cool to see that on film because that has opens up to a lot more possibilities of transformers and gi joe's interacting i thought it was really neat to see that yeah yeah, the, uh, something else went that you know when you were brought that to mind about comic books and their new universe uh, reminded me of the trailer for Madam Web. Um, have you seen? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Dakota Johnson. Um, I've seen that there's been a lot of like mixed reviews. Some people are really excited about it, and other people are like hate it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm kind of interested to see what they do. I, I like what they did with Venom. Uh, and so I'm, I'm interested. Madam Web is a character that has existed in like the Spider-Man universe since like the 80s. So uh, one of the criticisms is that they're replacing all the superheroes with women with like this Marvel woke agenda. And but it's a character that has existed for a while. Right. right. And um, and and there are versions of Spider-Man in this universe or you know in this movie um i don't know what the deal is with people that hate women that like don't want to see women in films it's really weird yeah, it's weird um it's it's super odd it like I, I don't know it's just it's very it's it's um it's really creepy and weird but mm-hmm. uh, i'm i'm excited to see it i i think dakota johnson is a good actress yeah. um we also have i think the actress from um oh god now i can't think of the name of the euphoria uh, one of the actors from Free Four is is in it as well. Um, Adam so, Scott is also in it. Which who who's that? Adam Scott is playing Ben oh, Parker. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of his. So 
Yeah. So, so I mean, it's, it's, am I super excited? Like I was when like one of the new X-Men films comes out, probably not, but I am definitely excited to see it, um, see what they do, what kind of versions of like spider people are in it and uh, what kind of story they're, they're going to tell. So um, a story they're weaving. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it, it does look really good. I'm interested to see it. The whole, sony spider-verse type thing is 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 interesting they did a good job with the venoms like you said and um craven i'm also curious to see that when it gets released because the trailer looks pretty bloody so yeah and and he's not been replaced by you know uh, a person of color or a woman so like where's the the upset about that like yeah you have a white guy playing a white character Mm mm-hmm so have it's more of the same but it's like why are you complaining like before you know it you're gonna have another you know deadpool's coming out soon so another uh action star starring a white guy it's true because they're like what are you complaining about people are complaining about echo yeah and uh, and the indigenous deaf female character oh marvel's woke when that character's been around for 20 years yeah it's yeah it's 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 really it's like it's really frustrating because you know part of it is that one argument is well they replace characters with people of color like why don't you just make up your own okay well they did echo exactly and and but you're still don't want to see it so then you're just racist and sexist just say that just say i'm weird and you know i don't like seeing people of color and i don't like seeing women like just admit that you're a weirdo and don't kind of create this like other um you you know storyline where it's it's about being woke and all this no you're just a weirdo and you don't like people of color and you don't like women and and go watch one of the many many films that stars a straight white man there's billions of them and go watch it and be happy exactly i complain about some like just don't watch it yeah they they complain well i think they just complain because they just like to complain I mean, they complain about the fans. I mean, yeah. I see um, on Twitter, X, whatever, uh, star female Star Wars fans always saying that, or they get dumped on just because they're Star Wars fans. Like, yeah. who are these people to think that they're the gatekeepers of the fandomhood? It's like, no, you're not. You don't get to speak for me. You don't get to speak for uh, everyone who enjoys it. It's just, yeah. it's frustrating yeah that that's one of the the things that i look at for a comic book store if i'm going to continue going there is if they have like a gatekeeper vibe mm-hmm. where they like are holier than thou they think they're super cool and like they don't they don't really want to ask for your business they don't ask you know what you're looking for and make recommendations and and they're just uh you know have their own little circle if they're like that i will not go back yeah um i i love a comic book shop that like they're friendly they they like you know if you buy a book they're they're like oh that's a cool book like i really like this because x y and z if you like this one you should check this out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make make recommendations they enjoy what they're doing and they're yeah. they love to be able to bring other people in. Like I've seen people walk in that have no idea about any comics and they're like, Oh, well, what, what kind of movies do you like? Or like, what kind of shows do you like based off of that? They make recommendations to them Mm -hmm. about comic book. And it's like, that's cool. Like if you are a fan of something, why don't you want other people to get in on that? And like, exactly. Mm -hmm. 
instead you're like you want to hoard it by yourself and like oh only i'm the only one that can have this and no one else can get a piece of this action it's stupid yeah it's kind of like when you hear a new band that you really like it's yeah. like okay do you want to spread that name of that band far and wide so more people can love what you enjoy or do you kind of like want to hold on to them for as long as possible and not and be the only one to who knows about them yeah yeah it's it's really i mean that happens a lot with like punk bands where you're like oh i don't want them to sell out but mm -hmm. Selling out means that they're going to be a con commercially successful. Do you not want them to have like a life? <laughs> Do you not want them to have success? Do you not it, want them to eat dinner? <laughs> yeah, it's like if you're a fan of theirs, like why would you not want them to have that? And yeah, instead of mm -hmm. living out of a van, but I don't know. Speaking of music, Coachella just announced uh, their lineup, and one of the big things that I'm excited about is the reunion of No Doubt. I'm a big No Doubt fan. Uh, I haven't seen them play live in a very long time. And so um, I'm really hoping I'm not going to go to Coachella because it's I was just about not, to say, are you going to Coachella? Then? <laughs> uh, it, I'm not, I don't want to be out in the heat. I don't want to be in a crowd. Not my, not my uh, type of thing anymore, but um, I am hoping that they reunite shortly thereafter and go on tour uh, because I, I love them as a band. Um, and I, I can't wait to see them play live again. Or even give us new music. Yeah. New music would be great. Uh, I, you know, my hopes aren't that high. I just like would love to see them come out and perform uh, mm -hmm. live again. Um, Gwen Stefani has kind of focused on her solo career for for a while now, and uh, the rest of the guys have been doing their own thing. So I think it's time for for them to be and I give us a new album, give it, give us a tour. Uh, would be really great. Yeah, I, I remember seeing them live once. This is ooh late 90s i think they were touring with weezer and it yeah. was it was like a very fun show i still remember that fond memories of that show um yeah it was just great so hopefully hopefully fingers crossed there yeah i've seen them probably about six or seven times uh oh, they're oh. they're always fun to watch uh just the energy level you know it's fun music um just it's a good time i don't know and it definitely like makes me reminisce of like being back in like 95 96 yeah. listening to like their first album um being like 18 19 so um mm -hmm. it's, it's good time so we definitely want to see them come out and tour again it's the nostalgic tour right yeah it's definitely everything i mean I, I feel like everything is is reminiscent of like the 90s right now mm -hmm. and um like gen x is like having their moment of like a lot of music um movies uh, are hearkening back to that time yeah and it's kind of cool to see because it was a fun time it was and now we have the money to actually enjoy it more i think <laughs> yeah yeah for sure than being an 18 19 year old and scraping by unless you're some sort of like trust fund baby or something <laughs> i was not <laughs> neither was i <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well last thing i have um um and this is really cool because last episode I spoke about AI and art a little bit. Yeah. And I mentioned how we, we were going to have a guest interview on for that. But before I get to that, and we will get to that for this episode, and it's with a gentleman named Craig Wilson. He's a digital creator. Um, I I saw, read this article about um, AI models, and I shared it with you. I'm not sure if you had a chance to read it or not, but it, it's very... I don't want to say concerning, but it's very um, 
in a way alarming that these model agencies, I guess you can call them, or digital modeling agencies can take likenesses of different models and then recreate them digitally and use them for ads that maybe the models don't agree with or had no idea that they were con they were going to be in they were going to be the face of and like they, they face no repercussions right now because it's a gray area of who owns that likeness yeah so it's yeah it's it's definitely um a new era of of uh art making and of commerce and it's interesting to see what's going to happen and what's going to occur um you know if i was a model you know i definitely would not like my likeness being used without my permission or mm -hmm. exactly off of it um but you know that it's definitely it's it's interesting because it you know can you paint someone that looks like a star and you know or a model and True. sell sell that uh, you know can you there I, I i've seen lots of artists that like do pictures of like marilyn monroe but i think that 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 she no longer has a copyright that it's like free uh domain now i i believe um because you see so much like marilyn monroe artwork out mm -hmm. um, but you see lots of other people like david bowie uh paintings that people make um Elvis Presley, like a, a lot of people use people's likenesses and paintings. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what the, the rules are, what the laws are when it comes <laughs> to using someone's likeness when it comes to um to painting. I've I've seen people literally paint and recreate photographs by like David LaChapelle and not give them credit. Um, and so I think that is stealing. Um, so I I it's it's a new universe that's opening up that like I'm just kind of sitting by and letting other people explore uh <laughs> and we'll get back you know kind of let me know what the the guidelines are because i'm definitely not educated enough to kind of give my two cents in regards to it mm -hmm. outside of just the initial reaction of like yeah i think that if you use someone's likeness you should have their permission uh yeah. to, to have to do it but especially in in a photorealistic manner i think yeah so if it's a painting portrait i think that's it's more of a homage or or a nod to, but I think if once it becomes photorealistic, that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, there's there's a creator that I follow on Instagram that creates, I mean, ultra ultra photorealistic images that you just that look like amazing fashion photographs, and um, he uses AI and um, probably Photoshop and some other tools. Uh, to create his images and they're they are amazing but i do wonder where those faces come from like are they out of the blue air like are they pulling from people that really exist um yeah. they they amalgamations of different people's features and they come up with it um because they're some of them are reminiscent of famous people but not enough where you could say oh that definitely mm -hmm. is so and so um so it's it's in, the technology is interesting of of like where is that in, where where does the computer or where does that AI create or pull from like where where is that that image being created from or where is it being you know like Frankenstein monster right you know, all these right. things together well is it ninety percent someone and ten percent something else or is it like a whole bunch of mess of different people and it's something wholly you know unique um it's really interesting yeah 
It, it is. And I'll get into that. We'll get into that in our interview. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Cult X Little Talks. It's our conversation series where we chat with a wide variety of creative minded people. Today, we are joined by a digital creator, um, someone whose experience spans all the way from filmmaking, producing to now in his um, digital creator stage. And that is Craig Wilson. Thanks for joining us, Craig. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we met uh, ooh, a long time ago now. Um, yeah, which is cool that we get to reconnect in this platform here and talk about a topic that I think is is both emerging and both, I don't want to say dear to our hearts, but it is both something that we're very interested in, and especially with its expansion. And that is AI in the art field or in as a expanding technology in I guess just in art and how it can be used. Sure. Um, so with that being said, if you don't mind, give us a little bit of background of what of what led you to this emerging field in art and maybe just step us through how you got there. Well, um, I'll tell you what, like I was a filmmaker for an indie filmmaker for a long time uh, mm -hmm. in Hollywood. And like once I decided that journey was over for me, which was only like a year and a half ago, um, or no, it was like after 2020, um, somebody started bugging me. One of my producer friends in LA started bugging me about NFTs. Okay. And he actually said I would do well and like I would get the concepts. And so I started looking into it because I swear he texted me every day <laughs> of summer of 2021 until I finally like, dove in and started understanding it and i still think um nfts today are widely misunderstood as to what they actually are mm -hmm. how they will be used that was only the first round 2021 was 2022 was only like the first round of it um but so that uh i started stepping into like the future and like with nfts a, a, a passion of mine was just creating with them yeah. right and then, um, you know, we all know like a bunch of scams were exposed because there are a lot of scams in that space. Um, and NFTs kind of went downhill and then AI started to pop up. Mm -hmm. And I got into it with the same mindset. What fascinated me is thinking of it as a tool, yeah. the same way somebody might pick up a paintbrush or, um, pick up a pencil or a typewriter or a camera. Um, it's a tool to create with. And I, man, <laughs> so <laughs> that, that is like, that's my background as to why I uh, got into it. I, I've been working in the Web3 field. Um, I'm, I have been, I'm starting to do more like content creation online. Um, and now I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in between like, looking for my next big project. Yeah. Yeah, and that could be that could well, with the emerging tech and art field, that could be anywhere and anything if you think about yeah. it, right? So that's really cool. I mean, um and I guess there is a, still a lot of controversy about AI art and generative AI art and yeah. um how it learns, I guess what they call it machine learning, right? And how people feed in different artists and different um works of literature to teach the machine how to reproduce this where do you stand on um 
on the ethical field of that? How does that, how do you rationalize that for yourself? It is a blurry line. Um, you know, and the, the, the honest to God truth, like, I, okay, I've said this many times online in um, my content, but I, if I could go back, AI wouldn't exist to the level it does right now. Okay. But truth is, is it's here. Um, Chat GPT, MidJourney, none of them are going anywhere. MidJourney might go somewhere eventually, maybe. <laughs> and Yahoo disappeared too, right? So, yeah, true. Big boys. And so did so did uh freaking Basie Board Ape Yacht Club, like it's all gone. Um, they're still there, but you know, uh so but the point is is like AI is not going anywhere, generative AI is here, you're gonna be able to create with it, people are creating with it, and eventually the studios and of any sort, book publishers, comic book studios, film studios are all gonna create with it. And there's nothing we can do to stop it. And so I personally, as you said, I think rationalize is a good word. I admit I'm kind of rationalizing this um, because I'm not fully on board with the way they did it. But at the same time, it's already happening. Like you can't, yeah. you yeah. can't stop it. Yeah, I hear you there. So, yeah. You know, yeah. like early internet days, people right-clicked and saved. And that was a big controversy. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Because that's what back in the day, that's what we used to do, save images off and then somehow try to emulate them in a way. And I guess what's the difference between um, one of the things article I read recently about um, AI models in the photography realm, because that's where I come from as well. So there's a lot of digital modeling agencies now who are using models, images to teach their um, machine learning AI and now they're reproducing digital models with these um live people's images or you know faces or whatnot for stuff that maybe they don't they don't get paid for a they don't um choose to be a part of and it's just you know throwing them out there so that's a a little bit different but it's still I think um the same it's a little alarming in a way yeah I I, I... I I get it. <laughs> like I don't know what to do about it other than, you know, like my response has been and like one reason um I started posting about it and I feel like I'm finally ready to like really be digging in deep and working on a YouTube channel mm -hmm. is to teach the right perspective. Yeah. Like here and you know, like when someone goes to let's just say, let's say Dolly three, you know, from chat gpt and they go in and they type something and they say you know draw me a hill with the sun coming up and there's a couple clouds in the sky or something like that and it does it i equivalent i i make that equivalent to someone drawing a line on a piece of paper and calling it art it's not yeah i hear not, you it's not yet it's step one mm -hmm. right um I also believe since it's, it's so freaking easy, like if you're going to do that with Dolly, then you better have something else accompanying it. Whether it's like a really well-written short story, um, maybe there's even 
music that comes with it that's created by AI. Like you need to go a little bit deeper, mm -hmm. uh, in my opinion, you know? And I also, I do kind of, I not kind of, I stand by this, like generative AI is a, its own medium. It's, I don't like using the word AI art either. Okay. I call okay. them Gen AI or Agens, Igens, AI Gens, generative AI. Like, Ooh. I don't feel like, like, I feel like it's art if you actually make it art. Like, you really got to put some soul into it and some okay. art. Like, that's just. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that statement because you look at I was playing around with um, Stable Diffusion recently and just, you know, plugging in, creating a superhero with X, Y, Z. And it, it did something that looked great, but it still was missing something. It still didn't have that, you know, what I would expect if I opened up a comic book and and saw the emotion there in the pages and panels. Um, is that something that comes from the artist or the person putting in the input that, you know, they have to be able to really fine tune what they're putting in there in order to get that, what we would consider an artwork? Yes, I think, um, and I've done it a couple times, actually a bunch. I, I, I can, uh, I wish I could do, I could share a screen. I would show you some, but like, I have pieces I've done that I feel like, are just way more expressive okay. and because I actually put a lot of time um, into making that way. And I'll, I'll tell you like anybody, any listener that's, and even for yourself, that's uh, listening to this. I think one of, one of my favorite prompts to do, right. And this can work for anybody is first you start out by getting into a conversation with chat GBT, right? Okay. So this definitely works on chat GBT four because um but so you can get into a conversation you can get into a conversation about anything you want mm -hmm. i tend to like get in conversations about my ideas and like explore them build on them with chat gbt and then when i feel like i'm in a good place at the end of the conversation i i always end up saying now visualize or interpret this conversation as a digital image wow takes the entire conversation and turns it into like a digital representative image that's um, that's cool yeah and it comes up with some really cool results sometimes you know you know it's it's generally ai so you gotta refresh you gotta do a few of them yeah but you, it can it comes up with some really cool stuff and um one thing i've been playing with uh lately is with the new GPTs, are you you know what the GPTs are? Yeah. Like build your own chatbot basically. And it's really mm -hmm. simple. I trained a chatbot on an IP I'm creating. And um, like I have, it's, we're finally getting into the story of it, but it was all been like environments, right? Okay. And so it shows my environments. And now I'll have a conversation and I'll say, interpret this conversation into a digital image inside of the bronze derby which is like a club in my world okay and then it does that it does like a painting cool. inside the bronze derby or like it'll put it up on a stage or it'll just 
use the various elements from it. So now all my art even has a signature. Right, right. Style and look and vibe. And that's, that's cool. Yeah. See, that's 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 I've been so deep. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's more of the artwork because you're putting in you're you're teaching it what you envisioned. You're not just pulling in from other, oh, draw me, like you said, draw a hill with clouds. And because yeah. anyone can do that, but you're giving it the the whole universe you're creating for it to play within. So you're creating that sandbox for it to to mess around in. I think that's really cool. That's fascinating. I, I, I saw it as like a as a partner. Yeah. Right. Like. If I had the money to pay a human being to do the exact same thing. Maybe I would have been, maybe that's the route I would have gone. Cause in some ways I'd rather work with a human, but the truth is the truth of the matter is like I, in the art world, I'm still like very indie. Like I don't have that, mm-hmm. that backing to go create. And um, when I saw chat GBT and I started playing with it and I started digging in and like when it got Dolly at three, I was like, Oh, there's a lot <laughs> I can do here. Yeah. Like, I, you know, it still took work on my side because I had to go create the, the output and, um, there, I had to create the, the background of the story. And like, I did use GPT for that. Like we would just go back and forth, bounce ideas off of each other in the same way you would with a creative partner. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's a, that's a cool way of looking at it as like a partner, as opposed to like a, a tool, like you said, it's, it's more of a. I like that as a partner because you are there is a back and forth. It's not just you painting it or or whatnot. There is a back and forth aspect of it, which is really cool. And yeah, and like we came up with all this stuff and then I like put them into PDFs. I uploaded it. I I'm now working. Um, I'm at the very, very, very beginning stages, really. Like we're outlining three graphic novels. Oh, cool. Okay storyline and um we're still developing the story a little bit deeper but i i say and i say we like like it's a living thing but yeah it, like <laughs> partner but it's also a tool it's mm-hmm. i think the best word i've heard the best phrase i've i've heard for it is a uh, co-pilot i got that yeah that's cool that's cool now when you um i guess one of the things i was reading when i was just prepping for this um, conversation was do you feel people need to um, label it as generated with AI or in partnership with AI, or is that something that you, you doesn't, you don't necessarily need to mention every single time? I think that <clears throat> right now you should. Okay. I think in the future and let's say with as fast as this moves two years from now maybe the end of 2024 even um it's not going to be common to do that because everybody's going to be doing it ah okay like it'll just be commonplace that people yeah use ai and it's almost going to be you know like on the on like a job front um it's going to replace a lot of jobs but it's also going to create an expectation that if you actually want a job, then you should 
know how to use AI to help you do that job. Okay, that makes sense. Like it's going to be a second brain, a third brain if you want to include your your phone as your second brain. <laughs> but another brain. Yeah, I hear you. So having a digital assistant, a digital partner, all wrapped into one, definitely. Mm-hmm. What do you think is next, or is the next step in the um, in the path to Gen AI? I guess what's what's coming next, if you had to guess. In what aspect? In like in I guess just in, in um I guess just more of how what's next and how people will use it, what's next in its acceptance, and what do you think are the next steps for us to get to that point? Well, I um I'm pretty confident what is next. And I'll even show some like point out some examples, I think, that are that are it shows that it's building towards it is that our AIs are gonna be very personalized. Okay. So they're gonna know us as human beings inside out. Mm. Uh, at, you know, so like that takes place with exactly what I am doing, right? Like it, the AI knows, and I actually fed that AI a lot of also nuances about me that maybe a creative partner would get to learn and know. Oh, okay. But that also has, you know, that's also about self-awareness. So not yeah. everybody <laughs> that self-aware, but um, yeah, I, I think AI is going to get to know us personally. It's going to know our, what we're allergic to, you know, how we like to write. And then I think most importantly for like Gen Alpha and how we think and how we learn. Mm-hmm. And I think the AI is going to be that tutor. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And it and at some point with the scary point, the scary thing is is like at some point though, people aren't going to think. Yeah. (laughs) And so because everybody's gonna have the just have knowledge at their fingertips faster than they do now. Mm -hmm. With that I was watching Sorry, I can talk forever, so just interrupt me. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Go ahead, continue. I mean, oh, it's I, it's I really, this this kind of blew my mind, and it totally made sense. And it's only going to get worse or better depending on your perspective. But I was watching this video on YouTube, and they were talking about like this TikToker who said, who asked like Gen X and above. Um, so if you saw a picture of like an actress in like a magazine or something and you couldn't remember what their name was what did you do (laughs) and like did you just accept that you don't know who they are and like move you're like what what did you do (laughs) (laughs) that's true right we did we just said okay we don't remember who that is or yeah, that's it's interesting. Like, I'll think about it, and like maybe it'll pop into my head in the shower one day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's <laughs> who it was. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> not like not like nowadays with like Google Lens or whatnot, where you can just search the internet for that image everywhere, and you'll find out who it is. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, eventually, you'll just have glasses. You'll be looking at them, and then it'll just pop up. Their information will pop up right on your glass. Yep, that's or true. Reality, right in front of your face. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, but I, I think personalized AI is the next step. And that's okay. in a way kind of what I was also prepping for. Uh, okay. I, if you look at the um, that AI clip, the humane, do you know what I'm talking about? It was no. like it was like a it's hardware, it was a clip that was AI and it had a camera, so it's oh saw yes, it. I remember that. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're they're trying to do that with that, and then the AI rabbit just came out uh, during CES, which is pretty much the same thing, except it's like another. I don't think it's going to work. Neither of these are going to work in my mind, but it's moving in that direction because like the AI rabbit is another like physical hardware that you have to hold into your hand, and we already have mm -hmm. the phone. Um, yeah, true, but it's AI that you can ask, and it gets to know you and learn about you and blah blah blah, and then. Um, Samsung just released an OS that is AI based for their phones. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and I think that that journal app that has popped up on everybody's iPhones. I did see that. I haven't used it. I saw that. I was like, I don't remember putting that there. I am a hundred percent guessing at this, but I, this is the futurist in me. Like I, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I don't see why I wouldn't be. Unless a lawsuit happens, but <laughs> um, even then, they, they just always squash the lawsuits anyhow. Um, yeah. Especially a company like Apple, they're big enough. Uh, but anyways, they're just using that. So those that use it, your phone will begin to learn about you. And mm -hmm. the next version of Siri is going to come out and it's going to be your personal assistant. But it's mm -hmm. going to be on your phone. That's like Samsung and Apple... Um, as they do that, I think that's what's going to work. Okay. And yeah. It, it Maybe the glasses. Meta might have a chance with the glasses because I've played with them a little bit. They're actually pretty good. I haven't used the AI versions, but those glasses are going to be pretty good. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, those are what's next. And everybody's going to have their personal Jarvis. Yeah. That's, hey, I wouldn't mind that. I, that's part of like, <laughs> which <laughs> really enthralled me with like the um i know it's made up and it's superhero comic book stuff but just uh tony stark's ai jarvis whatnot it's just fascinating and someone who you can like you said partner with run ideas back and forth with and it's just that is really cool to see the future and science fiction coming to reality is really really fascinating really awesome it's really cool and you What's interesting with AI too is like in a way we've been prepped for it. Yeah. Like, you know, because it's been in sci-fi for so long. Mm -hmm. People understand like the level of which it can get to. Um, the unfortunate thing is everyone always turns to Terminator and they don't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. They I mean, once Terminator and not droids, like. Yeah, that that's true. I mean, one of my favorite movies is. Uh um her the movie her with joaquin phoenix uh -huh. and that whole os well i mean well yeah he falls in love with an os but just the level of um connectivity you can have with that ai i think that's what's really cool and i hope we go that way so I, we are <laughs> like, like <laughs> the gpt store is already flooded with ai girlfriends <laughs> uh, and that, that whole genre is like it's rising. In fact, I read a Reddit post the other day. Actually, I think it was earlier today of how these parents 
where like they had questions. It was like in the ask subreddit and they're like, mm-hmm. um, we just found out that our 20 year old son has been dating an AI for a few months. And we try to talk to some of his friends about it. And his friends were super casual about it. And they all claim that this is happening a lot right now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That, I think her is going to be a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, for me, that movie's great. And the, the whole concept, what they're trying to do with like the metaverse and Ready Player One, that is just the way to escape into that. That's just really fascinating to me to be able to go anywhere, do anything. Um, and just that your imagination is your limit. Just really exciting to me. Agreed. And then, you know, the, the, I see hints of this. It, unfortunately it's not, it didn't take off. Um, I don't know what the company is that doing, but there's something called Instaverse where you type in exactly the same way you would, type into like a generative AI and it creates a metaverse for you. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. I've never not, heard of that. The metaverse is not very big that they create. And I like mm-hmm. to say it's like in the Atari era of video okay. games. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. But just the fact that you can do that and you're like, whoa, what the, and you know, the company is super small, um, but that technology exists. So that's, that will grow at some yeah. point and be able to feed it. I'm prepping for that. You'll just be able to feed it all the elements mm-hmm. and it'll create for you. That's awesome. That's really cool. I'm excited then. <laughs> yeah, so the, I. the future is is it's coming to us and it's something that we only dreamed about back in the day. And it's exciting to be able to live in the in the early stages of it and help it progress and watch it take shape and and yeah, that's that's really cool. That yeah, I I agree with like you know that's why like I'm so focused on perspective and like how mm-hmm. to use it with the right right sets. Absolutely, it, it's going to cause a lot of issues too. Yeah, that's true. There will always be the controversy sides of it, and and there are going to be people who will rail against it at all costs. And but that's true for everything. I mean, when photography started, all the portrait artists and painting and said, that's not real art. It's not art. It's not anything like that. So it's just a matter of, like you said, perspective. It really is. Yeah. And and technology always goes through this. Like, yeah, you can go back to like the even the creation of the freaking alarm clock. (laughs) Like, did you know it literally was a job for people to walk around and bang on people's windows? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and they I got mad at the alarm clock. What time to go there, but I'm guessing it was like, you know, the sun setting or they had, they were able to tell the time, I guess. Yeah. Um. But, and the alarm clock was once like just for the bougie. Mm, okay. People couldn't afford it. Yeah. And there was controversy that the alarm clock was going to ruin and change society. Wow. Think about life without an alarm clock. Society. Yeah. um, This always happens. It's the cycle. Yeah. The tech cycle. It happened with NFTs. It it happened with, it's happened with crypto. It's happened with 
it happened with the internet. Mm-hmm. True. You, up, there's plenty of articles of people saying that the internet was a fad. Yeah, that's true. Including Bill Gates. Yep. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Just the way it goes. Uh, well, Craig, what I like to ask all of our guests when we get toward the end of our um, conversation is we are a pop culture podcast. So aside from um, your work with um, generative Gen AI and whatnot, what are you currently reading, watching, um, listening to that you could share with our audience? Well, um, uh, for me, I've <laughs> my uh, my wife and I have gone deep into like advanced technology movies, basically AI movies. Okay. Um, we've watched all sorts of things. Uh, okay. You know, watched AI that was by Kubrick and Spielberg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wasn't it not very good, but you could see thematically some of the things that they hinted at that are starting to happen now. Yeah. Um, watched Ex Machina, which is a mm-hmm. brilliant mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned her. We recently rewatched that. Which, by the way, Scarlett Johansson is brilliant in that film, and you never see her. Yeah, very true. She created that that world that that OS lived in. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, like, I've been deep into that, and then it, like I'm, I've become more and more of a futurist as time goes on. I am fascinated by the uh, the Spidey verse, the Spidey verse. Oh, nice! Very cool. Love the last movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that came out. Uh, we recently got a PS5, so we got the one that has a digital game. Um, I've not had as much time to play it, but my wife has like dug in deep. Yeah. Um, we re- recently just rewatched both of those movies. So that whole multi timeline, multi <laughs> me. Yeah, it's across the Spider Verse. Both of them were fantastic. I can't wait for the third one to come out. It's yeah. just, it's going to be wonderful. I mean, not only just the writing and the storytelling, but the visuals are just, just uh, yeah, mind blowing. Yeah, agreed. Did you know for the second Spidey Verse that the um, or I think it was just for the entire Spidey Verse, they the original idea was actually pitched to the Flash. Okay. Um, that franchise turned it down, so the writers took it to Marvel, and they did it with... Hey, why not? Yeah. Fighting. It that works. Works. Yeah. works. Very cool. I know um, the newer movie, Sony's Spider-Verse, Madam Web, comes out pretty soon, so I'm curious to see how they're going to weave the stories there. So, I'm confused if they're actually including Spider-Man or not in that, because I've heard they are, and I've heard they're not. And they I, also, um, uh, was it Andrew Garfield to the other, other one? Not Toby McGuire, but um, can't remember his name. Tom Holland. Yeah. Yeah. Then they scrapped all of it, but I don't know what's true anymore. <laughs> well, I, I, well, from what I read, I think that one's set in like 2003, and so it's a younger Ben Parker. I know Adam Scott's playing that character, so. I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that. It looks pretty good. Yeah, I I am become a much larger like Spidey 
fan since the movies. Right. Those last two movies. I mean, I liked, I didn't actually see any of the Tom Holland or Maguire, not Maguire, but the uh, Tom Holland or um, Garfield ones, honestly. Uh-huh. Also a little tired out on all the superhero movies. I don't yeah. mind them. It's just too many. Yeah, <laughs> no, I got you. I understand. Yeah, it can be. It's a little um, saturated, I think. Yeah, yeah. so definitely. Thanks again, Craig, for for joining us here at Pop Cult X. We really appreciate your time. And now, if people wanted to follow your journey through AI or whatnot, where where's the best place they can follow you on social medias and whatnot? Well, there's um, my personal accounts, which you can find as at the Derbied one. That's D E R B I E D O N E. I'm pretty much everywhere at that. Okay, <laughs> uh, and then brand new accounts that i am just starting to ramp up ramp up but i'm uh, i'm half filipino so filipinos in the metaverse oh, if you cool. just google that okay they'll come out it's also we are fitum f-i-t-m filipinos in the metaverse so very you cool can look up. <laughs> very cool and you mentioned youtube channel that you starting up is that also at the derby one uh no the youtube channel is actually uh filipinos in the metaverse oh okay cool cool very cool. I'll make sure to link that in this in the description box. And yeah, thank you again for for your time today to chat with me about Gen AI and and where the future is going. Well, I appreciate it, man. Anytime. Yeah. So um, thanks again to Craig for for joining us and talking more about this AI um, art and more as it acts as like a tool for artists. I think it's I think that's what it comes down to is really it's a it's another tool in the belt uh, from paintbrush to camera to now computers. So yeah. it's going to be a fascinating um, future, I think, with the the creation of it and trying to avoid being plagiarizing, trying to avoid the pratfalls that come along with it. But I think it's 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 I'm excited about it. I mean, I, I I'm not a futurist per se. But um, I do like, I mean, I subscribe to the Futurism website, so maybe I am. <laughs> but <laughs> it's 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 really fascinating. I do like the whole when science fiction type stuff becomes reality. Yeah. So. Have you have you messed around with AI before? Have you? A little bit. I messed around with a little bit with Chat GPT and um, what was the other? Um, I think it's called like Stable Diffusion. And they're like both um, generative AI type of sites. One is mainly just um, text based, and one is image based. So I took uh, <laughs> I took a in ChatGPT. I said, "Create me a superhero with X Y Z traits." Right. So it gave me this whole like biography of a superhero. Then I took that um, synopsis and put it into Stable Diffusion to create an image of what that superhero would look like. And it's really cool. I mean, it's interesting. It it came up with this like almost Batman-esque looking character, but it was really, it's really interesting to play around with. And I just say play around with because I'm not really going to use it for anything specific. Yeah, same here. I I tried using, I think it's called Mid Journey. Oh, Uh, Mid Journey, huh? Yeah, and creating some similar stuff, like some superhero stuff Uh, for me. Um, I was trying to use it more as like a springboard of 
kind of brainstorming ideas and then using that image for then me to kind of draw myself mm, um, okay. and try to use as like a blueprint. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not I I'm not one of those kind of people that draws what I see. I I typically you know just draw what's in my head. So for me, it's like more of a practice to. Um, have an image and then try to use it as a blueprint to create something. Um, so that's what I've been using it for. Um, I haven't cool. been using it to the extent of like posting the images or saying that, you know, in itself is, is art or mm-hmm. anything like that. But um, very, there are some cool images that that I came up with that, um, you know, were, were generated by, right. by this UI. So pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's really cool. I mean, I was thinking, so if you were to create your own AI server, right, for your own personal use, so it's not connected to um, chat GPT or any of the mid-journey or anything that's been trained with all these many artists and types of literature. Let's just say an artist, for example. I'm a comic book artist, and I created my own standalone um, mid-journey server or whatnot. And then I trained it using my own artwork. Right. Mm-hmm. So now it's learned nothing but my own artwork. So if I tell it to create a new superhero or something based on that, the only art style it knows is my own. Yeah. Does that make it more? Is it mine now? Anything it creates since it's my style, can I just call it my own? Yeah. That's I don't a- know. I mean, it's definitely it's similar to to artists that get interns and assistants that paint their paintings for them and then just oh, sign it. And it's in the that. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I think Coons does that. Um, who, uh, who is Damien Hurst, uh, does that where he gets people to, you know, finish his work or, I mean, completely 100% do it on their own and then they come and sign it and it's okay. within their, their, uh, style of work so you have someone that can replicate your style yeah and so, so that's similar yeah that's very similar that is, and that's accepted as art you know um mm. there's a lot of fashion designers that do that as well like right you know, yeah they are the head of a design house but they have people creating designs that are within their aesthetic mm-hmm. and then they take those designs and create it and it they're given credit for it uh and so i, I mean we use that then and that people don't say they're plagiarizing or stealing anything right so yeah it's it's interesting so we'll see how that pans out i think throughout the rest of this year and going into the future i'm excited about it actually yeah for sure me too well i think that's all i have for this week um so out there everyone again thanks for tuning in thanks for for um sharing thanks for liking thanks for following if there's any specific topic out there that you guys want to hear us talk about let us know in the comments drop us an email find us on social medias and we'll be happy to talk about that i think i'd like to make a few more of our episodes more topic based so drop us a line let us know yeah until then everyone uh stay safe uh have a good rest of the 2024 as we kind of still move along through january and get into february uh, we'll see you shortly with another episode of pop cold bye everyone